Welcome to the Marvelicious Toys Podcast, hosted by the astonishing Arnie, the mighty Marjorie, and Captain Justin. Nah, just Justin. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages, and much more. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious! Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, this is Marjorie. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. Welcome back to Marvelicious Toys. It has been a little bit. We got some shows out during San Diego Comic-Con, which was a hell of a lot of fun. Kind of an off year for Comic-Con, but a fun year. Well, I'm not going to say it was an off year. It was delightfully not crowded as usual. It was very nice. And I'm going to say the masking compliance was about 99% and they were actually enforcing it. And this is the first year that I have come back from a convention and not had concred, whether it be COVID, flu, just a regular run of the mill cold, that kind of stuff. I I give it like two thumbs up with a mask. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, did you get sick? No, we all of us usually get something just because you're in this like compact area with like hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And I enjoyed being healthy. You know, I'm glad it's back and I'm glad it was... I don't even want to say that it was off, because it wasn't off. Like, all the major players were there. The weirdest part was is not having a Hasbro, like, shopping booth there for me. Like, that to me is part of the experience, is, like, getting to that booth and buying and getting the exclusives in hand on the day of. We missed that. And then they also took the carpet away, so the whole thing was just kind of (laughs) weird. Yeah, you say all the players were there. It was weird, though, because, like, Kotobukiya was split into two different booths, one for distribution and one for manufacturing, and Funko had, like, eight booths. I think it's because a lot of people who are normally in that corner weren't there, but between also now owning Mondo and then just having several different Funko booths, one for the exclusives, the lounge fly, I mean, just a lot of stuff over there. There was an overall feeling of emptiness. Everything Warner Brothers and DC was just gone. So it was still a matter of looking around. Not all the companies had exclusives. Mezco it used to be a must-go for San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. And Justin, I know you picked up more than Marvel. I was Marvel-focused, but you'd get their Batman stuff or some other exclusives. And they had nothing this year. Yeah, nothing Marvel. Which, you know, makes it a little easier to pick up their little line of stuff. You know, they have their little skeleton crew and their their other ones, their street guys. So picking those up is kind of fun. But yeah, it was weird not having something Marvel themed to get over there. It was the least I've ever spent at a San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, since I started going in 2006, I've always spent more because back then there was a Lucasfilm booth and a Hasbro booth, you know? And they would sell both items and have double ups of Star Wars exclusives this time. There was no little $500 gold Hulkbuster I had to buy or anything from Beast Kingdom. I walked out of there... The biggest expense was actually the hotel for a change. Wow. I'm surprised, you know, maybe I'm just a sucker and like when I'm walking around the con, like my wallet feels to be a little looser at the time because I, it's not as big of a shipment as normal, but I still bought enough stuff that I had to ship stuff home. I was proud. Everything fit in my carry-on suitcase. Nice. What little I bought, which was some Star Wars stuff from Entertainment Earth. Marjorie did luck out and win the Mondo Lottery for the day and time of the release of the Black Widow exclusive posters, so that was kind of cool. We were able to actually get one of those, and they were limited to like 125, and she got the Shang-Chi exclusive vinyl that was there at the Mondo booth, and I picked up a couple other small things like uh, Beast Kingdom exclusive Iron Man and... An art print from Dan Wiesmeyer over in Artist Alley. He's the one doing the art for the VHS retro X-Men figures, the animated series ones. I had him sign my Wolverine figure box and a couple other little things. But having gotten away from Funko Pop Addiction, no Hasbro Toy Shop booth, it was a really light trip for me. (laughs) 
that's awesome. My biggest expense outside of the hotel and stuff like that was I found, and I know these aren't new or anything, but seeing them in person, I decided to pull the trigger. And I'm, I gotta say, I'm impressed. The Sentinel figures, like those armored up Marvel characters, they have like Wolverine and stuff. Well, they had a Deadpool one. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna check it out. Got it in hand. It's all die cast and heavy and highly articulated. So yeah, that's that's what cons being back in person has done is shown me in person stuff that online you just you're not gonna see it in the same detail that you see it when you're standing there at the booth. But there was also D23, a lot of shopping there. The Mystique with Baby Nightcrawler figure came out there, but now available at Hasbro Pulse in the retro VHS packaging. Oh yeah. With some of that cell shading on it. And I know it's pretty much close to the Walgreens exclusive one that came out years ago. But if you missed that one, this this one doesn't look too terribly overstylized. I didn't go to D23. Our friend Daryl went and posted some photos to Marvelicious Toys Facebook page. And I kind of regret not going because of the exclusives. First of all, they had a D23 exclusive Hot Toys, and I convinced myself, oh, Sideshow will have it after the fact. And it was an Avengers Campus Spider-Man figure. And it's, I think, a re-release of a body we've seen before, but he definitely comes decked out with some Avengers Campus stuff. If you've been, and I haven't, but there's all of this web labs type stuff that people can play with there's little spider drones you can buy and a friend of mine david has gotten me a couple of those and shipped them and so this hot toys figure comes with a spider drone and a web labs hoodie and backpack but the d23 version also has the exclusive accessories of the flyer the textbook and a churro and soda (laughs) Sideshow didn't put that online. I had to pay the eBay fee in order to get that exclusive hot toy. And then they had a die cast. As I understand it, die cast, I've not touched it. But according to the Disney press release, die cast life-size Captain Carter shield replica. And the photos of that, including the photos Daryl sent, just look gorgeous and would look great with Marjorie's shield collection. And if she doesn't want Captain Carter to taint her Captain America, then I'd put it on my wall. But that thing hasn't even shown up on eBay. Oh, wow. That's gonna be heavy, too. Yeah, I mean, the diecast ones are heavy. Yeah. Not so heavy you can't carry it, but they do have heft. Yeah. So, D23 might start being a must-go, I guess? No, 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 (laughs) no. Although it would be frustrating, because Daryl was, like, still 200 people away from getting into the Marvel panel at D23, which was a cool panel. I love that they put on the entire production of that Steve Rogers the Musical song. (laughs) Did you see that video, Justin? I haven't seen that yet. That sounds awesome, though. They had all the players and an orchestra and did the entire song right there that was like in the post credit sequence of the Hawkeye show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, it's on YouTube, a couple different places. I think Variety posted it and things. It's definitely worth watching. Now, I'm not a huge D23 follower. Is that every year? Is it every other year that they put that on? It's been every other year, but with COVID, I don't know if it changed years or if it has always been the even years, because I feel like there was one in 2019. So they could up it, but I feel like if they're going to keep doing this, they need to merge Star Wars Celebration with D23, because with San Diego Comic-Con, there's only so many California conventions I can go to in a year. Right. Yeah, and I mean... You make a good point. And if it's if it's every other year, maybe maybe it is something we start going to, because it did look like there's some fun shopping there, especially with some Star Wars exclusives too. So maybe next time it'll be even more. Yeah, I'm still at the point where my eBay premium purchase price is less than my airline ticket price. That's how I balance it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have the fun of the con, but I'm still a few hundred dollars in the green. <laughs> But the next convention is going to be a virtual convention. Hasbro got a bite of doing online conventions, and I guess they liked it, as they are still going to do a PulseCon this year. End of this month. They've got a Twitch streamer hosting. I'm so old. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, 
all I want to know, is Murph going to be there? Because I'm in the Murph fan club. Now I feel old. Who the hell's Murph? Um, you guys don't know who Murph is? That's the Nerf mascot. Yes, oh. Murph. The one, he was at San Diego Comic-Con with all the Nerf darts. Yeah, that guy's scary. I, he was awesome. He's like the best. <laughs> I'm sure he will be. <laughs> Now, they haven't announced a Marvel exclusive for PulseCon, but Dan Yoon, if you follow him on Twitter, he seems to be the single best source of information. He does. I, I follow him because he posts links every time exclusives go up, and when asked if there was going to be a Marvel exclusive, he replied with a certain gif with a sly smile that makes me think that there will be a Marvel exclusive, it just has not yet been announced. Hmm starting to feel more and more like that Mojo World set is kind of like our exclusive for this year. Maybe, and we still haven't gotten it, which is probably some of the reason why they didn't have it at Comic-Con, is it just isn't in the country yet. Right. Although, speaking of in the country yet, did you get your last chance to update your mailing address for Galactus email, Justin? I did, and luckily I didn't have to update, so now it's just... Time to sit back and wait for that big box to show up. You know what I love? I love people who get those emails and actually update their address before the <laughs> shipping notice. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oops. <laughs> Especially when you send it like five or six times and then they still don't update it until they get the shipping notice. <laughs> Not that I'd have a personal experience with that or anything. <laughs> so moving on to some new merchandise, though. A lot of figures in stores, but, you know, we're trying to stay focused on this show, so I just want to spotlight new gear I'm sporting. Did you get, like, braces? <laughs> I have some drip. Do you need a Kleenex? Some swag. Isn't that what they call it? Drip? <laughs> <laughs> I think if I think if that's hit our lexicon, it's probably no longer called that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, does it slap, too? <laughs> Coles has some shirts that slap. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone's ever said that before. <laughs> Stop trying to make slap happen. I like it when I can put words together in a way they've never been put together before. <laughs> but seriously, if you guys remember, at San Diego Comic-Con 2019, the, uh, the Marvel Legends team started teasing we could get their shirts and other Marvel Legends shirts from Amazon. And they put a couple designs up there, and I'd been keeping an eye on them, and they hadn't really added any. It turns out, in secret, Kohl's got, like, 30 designs. Yeah, and when you when you said you were adding this, I'm like, okay, t-shirts, whatever. But man, there really is some cool stuff here. Yeah, if you... We'll have a link in our show notes, but they've got a lot of press photos, including some new press photo shirts, like Jane Foster Thor and Symbiote Spider-Man. That's Dr. Jane Foster, please. <laughs> They've got some cover recreations like Thor versus Ulick or Iron Man in one of the comic covers with the unmasked head. They've got some shirts that look like Marvel versus Capcom 2 where you're trying to pick your character. They've got like 40 on the shirt. Yeah. I mean, and then they've got like the cool back of the box hero shot, you know, with the colored cloud of smoke behind the figures. And it looks, I mean, these just look cool. There's some that have like the back of the packaging half of the figure, you know, like where they show the lineup of the wave on the back of the box. They got some some shirts with those on there. One that I don't entirely understand, but is really cool. I guess this must be back package art, but it's got Spider-Man in the middle and six-armed Spider-Man, Puma, Black Cat, and all of them are numbered. And then it shows where those numbers build the figure Kingpin. And so you have a little outline of Kingpin on there, just like the back package art. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So if you want to impersonate a Asbro guy at the next San Diego Comic-Con, they do just have the logo shirts, too. <laughs> get a couple of those and start just infiltrating. Maybe we can go get on Hascon. Just walk right in. <laughs> <laughs> End up on the stream. 
The one I'm really liking is there's there's the retro Deadpool figure. They have it both just plain on a shirt, but then they also have a shirt where he's talking and it says, I even got that waist swivel. <laughs> it's so in that I love it because other people might be like, you have a Deadpool shirt and that's one thing. But to know what you're talking about with waist swivel. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, nah, these are some actually cool and fun shirts and I picked up a few of them and... I just don't see anybody talking about them. So I kind of wanted to let you know there's a reason if you got stuck with some Kohl's cash, here's something to actually use it on. Yeah, I was just thinking I'm gonna have to hit my mom up. I think they had a lawsuit about Kohl's cash though. <laughs> They're still offering it. I got some when I bought the shirts. I think Kohl's isn't available across most of the country though, is it? Well, you can order online and it'll deliver anywhere. Ah. That's what I did. I didn't actually like go to a Kohl's. I imagine the selection isn't as good. I don't know if you'd know where a Kohl's is. I've driven past one. (laughs) Speaking of Marvel Legends, every year I'm left in suspense. What is going to be the Marvel Unlimited subscription bonus figure? I subscribed to Marvel Unlimited when they first came out with it, because if you remember, they were offering back then Marvel Universe figures. Oh yeah, there was a, uh, there's a Nick Fury, I remember correctly, right? Wasn't there like a special package? Yes. The ones that stick out to me were the Legends. Like, we got that gold Ultron. Yes, that was like one of the very first ones. Last year, we got Spider-Man cosplay Kamala Khan, where it was her outfit, but painted like Spider-Man because they'd done that on a cover one time. Right. Then the one that really sticks out to me is there was a purple Deadpool, and I had to get my hands on that. My favorite one is Rescue, where that is the only way to get that sculpt. It was one of the lost figures that was teased back in, like, 2011. Yeah. Even though it didn't come with the unmasked head that was shown with that figure at Comic-Con, it was finally released. You were able to get Rescue. She was rescued thanks to Marvel Unlimited, (laughs) which is why I keep telling the Hasbro guys, if you can do that... They've said to me, who cares about Phoenix Force Cyclops so many years later and you'd have to do the whole team? Well, I'm like, the people who subscribe to Marvel Unlimited aren't reading the newest issues. You get them six months in arrears. So you're dealing with collectors who may just be reading Avengers vs. X-Men for the first time. Get out some of those old molds. Make some figures here. But instead, this year... Is a real head scratcher. And a real peg warmer. <laughs> They're giving us the Walgreens exclusive Daredevil <laughs> in the yellow outfit. Uh, what? The one that's still there? Yeah, and like 10 bucks. Pretty much, yep. I mean, at this point, Daredevil's moved in and he's got the gray little vest and he's working there. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the payroll. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some slight differences if you're like if you're super anal and you have to have every single one that's ever released then yeah, there's enough to drive you crazy here, but man at a quick glance it is just the one that you can go to almost any Walgreens and find a dusty version of it sitting on the shelf. Yeah, I believe what I've been told from you Justin and a couple people online The slide-on holster for the Billy Clubs is a slightly more brown color. Yeah, all the plastic accessories, so like his holster and his belt and stuff like that are slightly different colors. The paint looks like it might be a slightly different color, and the D on his chest is smaller. If that D on the chest wasn't smaller, I would legitimately go conspiracy theory and say they just took the Walgreens ones back and are mailing them to us as part of our Marvel (laughs) Unlimited. It is the smaller D that tells me that for some reason they decided, here's what I read also, I believe Dan Yoon tweeted this, this one is more comic accurate. So when you're dealing with these little changes, you're microgramming towards more comic accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... And maybe it's just one of those things where it's like they're trying to do that synergy thing because there's all this talk of the Charlie Cox Daredevil coming back. And if you're watching She-Hulk, there's a little hint there, too. But it just if there's a figure that I feel like I can miss and not feel like I'm missing out on anything, it's this year's Marvel Unlimited Daredevil. It goes right there with like the legacy legends they're doing for Black Panther, where it's like, but I have that figure, but not quite like that. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah, yep. And man, there's so many legends nowadays. Like if this would have happened 10 years ago when we were kind of still fresh, new in the line, like I might have been like, yeah, I'm a completionist. I've got to get this. But there's been so many examples of figures coming back out with just slight tweaks that it's like being a completionist now is almost a fool's errand. As that fool, I I will be getting this figure, but my biggest disappointment is that it's still on the Bucky Cap body. If they had changed the buck for the Daredevil this time around, I think that would have made it significantly different enough from the Walgreens one that I wouldn't mind. But the fact that it's on the same buck, it's like, you're stealing my bucks. Uh, I'm... Subscribing this year just so I can read the comics, this is going to be the most forgettable figure that I think they've ever released. And I'd love to know why the conversations went on of like, okay, I get it. It's a repaint. You're not sculpting something new for Marvel Unlimited. I've gotten the pattern here. You had the molds for rescue. You use them. I love you for it. But by and large, we're dealing with repaints. But at what point did the conversation turn to, well, you know that figure that didn't sell? (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? This is the third time that we've gotten this this Daredevil. Because when Hasbro had the line early, early on, before the return of Legends, like when they just kind of continued on with the toy biz type style, Mm -hmm. they had a wave that had Daredevil. And when they were still doing variants... There was the yellow suit variant Daredevil, too. I always loved that one. It looked like he's doing a Barishnikov-like dance move in the package. (laughs) So what you do, Arnie, when you get this, put a little note with it saying that this is the exclusive for the subscription. Because in 15 years from now, you're going to find that figure in a box and be like, why do I have an extra yellow Daredevil? (laughs) Oh, boy. So I'll get it. I I am the completionist fool, but... It is really disappointing, and I say this as constructive feedback in the prayer that next year when I'm paying my $100 subscription fee, I'm getting something cooler in that box, because the Marvel Unlimited service is worth it. It's like 20,000 comics you can read at your fingertips. It's great in that regard, but I wouldn't subscribe to the $100 level subscription if it wasn't for these legends, and this one makes me feel like a sucker. Yeah, maybe they're using this as a little bit of a dipstick to try to figure out who is doing this. You know, is it collectors who are getting in just to get this exciting figure, or is it comic book guys who are getting it and the figure's just a bonus? And this this will tell them a lot, you know, because guys like me aren't going to go in at that $100 just to get this figure this year, where I have in the past. So maybe maybe they'll find out some, you know, market info on this one. Well, let's talk about some other market info they'll find out by who drops their money. The real reason that the Marvelicious crew is back together is because they announced a new HasLab on Friday, and there's been nothing more exciting as a collector to me in the past few years than the Marvel HasLabs, with the Sentinel... The Galactus that I'm just waiting with bated breath to show up on my doorstep. We just talked a couple shows ago. We felt we knew for sure that it was going to be Fin Fang Foom this time. Just We were positive <laughs> it was Fin Fang Foom this time. <laughs> and if it wasn't Fin Fang Foom, it was going to be a fantastic car. <laughs> I, I was never on board for the fantastic car. I, <laughs> I thought that might have been a bridge too far. That, that might be a little bit too out there and a little too focused. But I think by time... We were standing in the booth at Comic-Con. It was pretty well apparent that they were hinting at Ghost Rider. Yeah, they teased it hard in the panel. They put a chain out. When they teased that there was a new HasLab coming, they showed it in flames with the logo. But it left me the question, what can you do for Ghost Rider? Now, the obvious answer was going to be Robbie Ray and his car. Because you've already put out the bike as a riders figure at $30. You're not going to HasLab a bike. Right. But my mind was going because Robbie Reyes, he's a newer character. He's only about eight years old. And that car is the car enough to HasLab. I started thinking, you know, it's like the 50th anniversary of Ghost Rider. Maybe they'll do Ghost Rider through the years. 
Like, maybe we'll get an updated Ghost Rider bike, and we'll get the Ghost Rider car, and we'll get the white Ghost Rider on the white horse. You know, maybe we're just really going to have a celebration of the rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider all-inclusive <laughs> pack. Instead, it's what I expected. It's not what I hoped for, but I figured it was a Robbie Reyes car, and that is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a cool car. It's a Dodge Charger. One of those classic muscle cars. To got a Hemi? Probably. <laughs> Paint it plum crazy purple. To the extent of my knowledge, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully one of the tears is a Joe Dirt figure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Justin, we honestly haven't talked. What was your reaction when this was announced? I mean, I can't say I'm a huge Ghost Rider fan. It's not like I dislike him. It's just, I obviously, I haven't kept up with the more modern comics, so Robbie Reyes doesn't mean a whole lot to me. But from a toy standpoint, I thought it was cool. You know, I'm looking at this and it's like, all right, so now we have the ability to do vehicles in this scale. And, you know, I'm, I'm in for a cool classic muscle car with LED lights and stuff like that. I'm cool with it. It's just a little bit of whiplash because this is the first HasLab that's moving away from huge articulated figure into a new area. So from that aspect, I'm excited that it opens up what future HasLabs can be. I think that this is the first one that if you have some people who are into the customization or different things, that car could be used for other figure lines, obviously with or without the flames, but you know, the wheels work, the seats move back, which is pretty kind of cool for something that goes with a figure. I will admit Robbie Reyes is not the ghost rider I know. And I was like, oh, okay, that's neat. But I think it has the chance to, one, they really use some technical things that they probably push the limit on. And two, because the car is not necessarily just Ghost Rider because you can take the stuff off. I think it's got a little bit of appeal to people outside the Marvel area. That's what I've heard people say, too, is that this might not just appeal to Marvel folk, but to car folk. Because you can remove every trace of the Ghost Rider flames. It's kind of cool the way they did it. They've got a lot of interchangeable pieces and add-on pieces, so you can have translucent wheels or regular wheels. On those wheels, you can put translucent flame effects, or you can take those off. There's the engine sticking out of the hood that you can either replace with a flaming one coming out of the hood or just a regular one. And while it doesn't say Dodge or Charger on the back, you pretty much know what you've got here. And it makes me run through my mind figuring out, can I kitbash a Dominic Toretto? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting point that they might be hitting just some car enthusiasts, but those guys already have sources for this type of thing. I mean, there's... There's scale model kits that are going to be way more accurate than a toy could ever be. True. So I don't know. I mean, with Galactus, I feel like that brought in some people that might not necessarily even be active in collecting anymore. And had they saw that Galactus and was like, I just, I can't not have that. Where I don't know that, that a car and a Ghost Rider figure is going to bring in that casual fan. Well, of the three of us, I think I'm the biggest Ghost Rider guy, right? I read the original run of the comics. I've loved his look since I was a kid. And I'll be honest, when Robbie Reyes came out as Ghost Rider eight years ago, I didn't read an issue because I didn't like the art. And to me, this isn't Ghost Rider. It looks like a robot. The face looks much more like a Terminator skull than a human skull. And to me, Ghost Rider was a human skull in flames. I love Johnny Blaze. I love Danny Ketch. This was just a hashtag not my Ghost Rider. Now, because this is the HasLab, I've decided I'd do my due diligence. I really don't like the art in the comics, but the character is cool and the story is cool. I enjoyed reading the comics, even if some of that art really just annoyed the hell out of me. But he's an eight-year-old character whose biggest outside-of-the-comics appearance has been in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series for half a season. Ah, that's the Ghost Rider they brought into that. I never watched that show, and I remember them bringing Ghost Rider in late in the series. Yeah, they did Robbie Reyes, and, you know, I liked him on that show. It was honestly the best episodes of the show were the Ghost Rider episodes. And I'm a Ghost Rider guy, and they didn't do quite so metallic a face for him on that show. It did look more skullish. But 
I'm wondering, does this have the appeal because it is a newer character, whereas the Sentinel, been around since the 60s, Galactus, been around since the 60s, both Jack Kirby original creations, huge fan bases, like you say, people who may not be active collectors but need that, need that because they remember Sentinels from when they were growing up on the X-Men cartoon, or remember Galactus from the Silver Surfer cartoon, or through some area, maybe reading comics, maybe a video game, they know these characters. Robbie Reyes feels like a perfect character to put out in a wave, but is he HasLab worthy? <laughs> Which makes me think of Sponge Worthy from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Which also means Arnie's going to end up with a closet full of these. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I feel you. And I mean, it's just, I'm buying it. Am I buying two? Maybe. I don't know yet. But I'm, I'm going to back it. And I do think it'll get backed. But I don't feel like this one's going to blow past a bunch of stretch goals. If we hit one or two stretch goals, I'll be surprised. But at the same time, I just, I don't see this one getting articles on non-collecting websites like the Galactus did, where that was just kind of a human interest story where it's like Hasbro is crowdfunding this incredibly huge action figure and you can get one now for $400. I don't see the same type of hype going around something like this, just in the general online community. I think the stretch goals will be hit once the stretch goals are announced, because I have a feeling in the video, they released a sizzle reel for this car, and it was a good sizzle reel. I liked it, with the best music no money can buy. And <laughs> it teased one of the stretch goal figures. And they also teased it in the live stream that they did, Dwight, Ryan, and Dan, that the stretch goal figures may not be Robbie Reyes-specific figures. They may just be among the demonic, hellish kind of figures. And they said they are figures they could never make any other way. And I believe it. You know, there are certain figures that I believe you can't put on a shelf at Walmart anymore. Either due to Disney licensing saying you can't do that, or just because you know you're going to get some Karen writing in about it. Even though they were never the target market anyway. But... <laughs> then a few days after the live stream, they did reveal the first stretch goal figure is going to be Mephisto. They teased him in the sizzle reel they put out. Pinless figure. And I think he's pretty much a given. I think they're definitely going to hit 12,000. I don't think they're going to hit that number by Friday to get the early bird Robbie Reyes figure out as well as Mephisto. But I think they're going to hit it. And a Mephisto Legends to scale would be awesome. And I honestly believe people would be like, I'm backing a $350 Mephisto and hey, I'm getting a car. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. I just, I don't think that Mephisto would be out of the realm of being on the shelf. I mean, we did just get Red Skull again and we did just get Dormammu. Yes, but neither of them are Satan. <laughs> right, but I don't think moms would know that either way. You know what I'm saying? Like they walk by the toilet and they see a, giant red skull or a flaming head if they're gonna get up in arms that would be what they'd get up in arms about but i at the same time i understand what you're saying like mephisto would be a stretch goal that people would be like yep we gotta get it and i see people doing that people who are on the fence get pushed off the fence by great stretch goals and i can't think of a haslab now i haven't paid as close attention to the gi joe ones and the transformer ones but i can't think of a haslab that made a stretch goal and didn't make all the stretch goals Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. And maybe maybe they could do something, and I don't know if they're talking about it or what, but if you saw with the G.I. Joe one, one of the stretch goals was not only a character associated with the Hiss Tank, but also once it got funded at some point, we haven't had it yet, but we're going to be able to vote on the color scheme for that figure. They had like four or five different options, and we're going to be able to vote on which one we want it to be. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. So maybe maybe a stretch goal like that, too, where there's a little bit of fan feedback involved with which figure we get or how it looks when it comes out. What I'm really worried about is the His Tank was the first one to do this, and now they're doing it with this, they're calling it the Engine of Vengeance, is an early bird goal where if this is funded in its first week, 
meaning 9,000 by September 23rd, they're going to throw in an extra Legends figure, which is Robbie Reyes in human form, which is basically the same Legends, you know, as Ghost Rider Robbie Reyes, only it looks like there's an extra accessory around the collar and a new head. And you're saying you don't like that incentive? I'm saying I'm scared we're not going to get it. Ah. Mm. I feel like if you've announced something like this, I really, really want it. And if it doesn't make 9000 in a week, it feels like I'm getting less than what I paid for because I won't be getting that figure, even if it funds. Yeah, I can see that. It's It can be detrimental to the overall campaign if we don't hit that. But if we do hit that, then it's like, all right, it's just extra icing on the cake. But I can see why they do something like that because so often these things go into the last hours and it's like, okay, we're going to hit this last goal. Are we going to get there? And a lot of people do wait for some reason. I still, I mean, Haslabs have been going on for years now and there's still people that are confused by it. Like they think that you're going to have to pay the minute you hit click check out. And that's just not the case. You don't pay until the campaign's over and the, it is funded, you know? So if you're on the fence, it's like, I don't have that money in my account right now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can click check out now. And you're not getting charged until and if the campaign ends successfully. Yeah, just to spell that out, because we get this question a lot ourselves from our listeners. This campaign is going until Halloween night. I do love that they timed it to end on Halloween. I thought that was nice. So you will not be charged until November 1st, and you only get charged if they hit their target. And I've heard people complain about the price. I've heard people complain about the price of every single HasLab ever done. But this one is $50 cheaper than Galactus. Yeah. I mean, is it pricey? Is $350 nothing? No, it's pricey. But it is a HasLab, and it's a -a one-of-a-kind item that basically you're saying, yeah, I'll give you $350 for the chance at this thing happening because it otherwise will not happen. This isn't something we'll ever see on a shelf. This isn't something that will ever just be released as an exclusive at a con. This is the only way to get stuff like this. You know what it reminds me of, and I just keep having these flashes? There are two comparatives, one of which is cool and one of which is unintentionally derogatory. The cool comparative is, and I don't know who had it, but there was a Knight Rider car in the 80s that had an electronic LED red light in the front and you could push down on the license plate and it would talk and it came with a six-inch David Hasselhoff figure with five points of articulation. Marjorie still has that Hasselhoff figure. Nice. I do. I could actually go grab him right now. <laughs> I know exactly. He's actually hanging out with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> nice. I kept him after the batteries leaked inside the Night Industries 2000. <laughs> but I'm reminded of that and yet... At one point during the live stream and in the photos that they've released of it, they made a big deal to show us the bottom of the car, to show us all the sculpted detail and everything. The problem is they didn't paint it. And so you're showing a sculpted detail, but you're not going to paint the bottom of the car. I mean, paint apps are where a lot of money is spent. It's just this black molded plastic. Does anybody remember? And I'll understand if nobody does remember. But in 1982, McDonald's teamed up with the Dukes of Hazard for Happy Meals. <laughs> and instead of getting your food in a Happy Meal box, you got your food in a container that was plastic that was one of the cars from the Dukes of Hazard, be it the General mm-hmm. Lee or a pickup truck or a sheriff's car. And it snapped together like a clamshell. Yes. <laughs> and it came with decals. It had no moving parts, but it came with decals you could put on it and make it look like the General Lee. And I used to play with those. I used to take these McDonald's things. I was six years old and I used to roll them around on the floor and pretend that Roscoe P. Coltrane was chasing those Duke boys. <laughs> I remember those. And like, I also remember being very disappointed that even even though it was just like a vacuum form shape of a car, the bottom of the tires were always flat. They always had to make it so it was a flat bottom. <laughs> mm. But that's what I think of when I see the bottom of this is it's sculpted, but it's not painted. It's just plain black plastic. And so I don't know that that's a big selling feature. At least not to me, it isn't. Yeah. I mean, am I glad that it's not just a flat 
piece of plastic on the bottom. Yeah, it, was I expecting it to be as detailed and accurate as a, a model that you put together with by yourself with all the hoses and tubes and exhaust pipes and everything? No. And how often am I going to be looking at the underside of this thing? I mean, I'm not going to display it like it's crashed. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, here's where I'm at is... I like this Haslab, do not get me wrong. It's just a little bit too new of a character to hit any nostalgic excitement for me. I'm not really into Robbie Reyes, though I will read a few more issues of the comic because I'm enjoying the story. Am I going to get one? Yeah, I'm going to get one. Absolutely. Am I going to get multiple? This Haslab might save me some money. I have gotten six Sentinels back when they were offered. I got three Galactuses. I'll get a car. <laughs> Arnie, you are single-handedly destroying their marketing plan for this. <laughs> it says limit five per person. Beyond the speculative investor who may think every HasLab is worth more on the secondary market, this will be too. I can't imagine the person who would need five of these to display. That's interesting, though, that you bring that up because in the past, some of them have been limit three or five per order. Mm -hmm. but this Strictly says per customer. Yeah, the Sentinels were per order, which is why I ended up with more than five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. Like, I mean, it's looking pretty good so far. We're, you know, about 24 hours in from the announcement, and it's currently sitting at 3,300 backers, which is a third of the way, a little bit more than a third of the way to the initial target of 9,000. So we'll have to see how this rest of this week goes, but we have the initial announcement and surge of orders. We'll have to see if it keeps on this pace or if it, you know, this time next week we're like, oh no, are we going to get the, the extra figure? Yeah. Remember the dark days of Galactus where we're like, it may not even be funded. And then we just slammed through those stretch goals in like a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but I was the Galactus pessimist of like, we're not going to get him. If we do, there's no <laughs> stretch goals. I was Eeyore of Galactus. <laughs> You were. Here, I'm not going to be pessimistic. I fully believe with a third of the way there in 24 hours, this thing will fund. Will it fund in the week to get the unghost rider Robbie Reyes figure? I really hope so. I absolutely hope so. Am I telling people, go out and back it? That's your call. I mean, I think every single person needs to evaluate a $350 purchase and where this fits in their collection and where this fits in their fandom. Yeah. And it, like you said, it's hard to recommend this because like with Galactus, if somebody asked if it's worth it, my question was, well, did you get the Sentinel? And if somebody had gotten the Sentinel, then they already know what Galactus is going to be like. Or if they didn't, did they feel like they missed out from not getting the Sentinel? Then get Galactus. This one's a whole new ballgame. It's like, are you a huge fan of cars? Are you a huge fan of Ghost Rider? Do you want a big car? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, I have to give the Hasbro team credit, because not only did I not like the art when Robbie Reyes was introduced as Ghost Rider, I didn't like that he was in a car. Cars just feel safer to me. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I mean, if I get in a wreck on a bike or a car, I'm more likely to be okay if I'm in a car. Mm -hmm. And a flaming car... Wasn't even as cool as if you saw the movie Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance when he takes over that big construction equipment and you've got flaming construction equipment. That was cooler to me than a flaming car. <laughs> and when Ryan was up there and started quoting the Fast and the Furious endlessly, all of a sudden it clicked for me. All right, I get it. Muscle car, street racing, Tokyo Drift. I now get how a flaming car can be kick-ass. And it did take me their presentation to fully embrace the concept of Robbie Reyes. I don't even think the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show did it all that well. But Ryan, very good on selling me on a flaming hot rod, sir. Indeed. I guess... In conclusion on this, it may sound like we're not as hyped over this, which is probably the case, but I'm still damn excited for it. I think it's cool, and I think it's awesome for what this means for HasLabs moving forward as well, because it really opens up the possibilities of what we can do in the future. I really think that this is a big step for them in their tooling and creation abilities. I mean, the seats move back. So I think that if this funds, which I think it will, I think that this is going to open the door for some hopefully really neat HasLabs in the future. The gear shift definitely works. Yeah, I, there's so many moving components of this car. 
it's not just like a car, you know? Yeah. That said, I just picture me and a lot of other people are going to be putting this on a shelf and posing it. And I love that the press photo has Ghost Rider on the hood of the car. That's really dynamic and a great display idea. I love that thought. I like that you can turn the wheels and maybe look like it's skidding out or something. But are we really going to be moving it all that much? No. This isn't a toy aimed at kids that are going to be sitting around on the ground, you know, like I did as a kid, vroom, vroom, and crashing them together. Yeah, it's also not an RC car or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks like where they put the budget is into attention to detail. You know, they've got sculpted windshield wipers and, you know, the reflector side lights and stuff like that are all actually cast in a translucent plastic. You know, like, it's the attention to detail that's really got me excited. I agree. I love the Ghost Rider skull as the gear shift knob. I love that... They put a little LED in the driver's side seat so you can put Ghost Rider in there and it looks like his flames are lighting up, his hair flames. I love that, and I can't wait to see it because I don't feel like it was ready in the prototype. But, like, the grill is going to look silver, but then when you turn on the lights, it's going to look like it's got fire behind that. That's all really cool stuff that is getting me excited. Yep. I think they're going to fund no problem. If I'm a betting man, I'd say they're not going to break HasLab records, but they're going to fund and do very well and hopefully hit all the stretch goals. And, in my opinion, if not a home run, it's not because of anything they did. It's merely because of the choice of what it is it's a infield double <laughs> you can even you can even have an inside the park home run you know or maybe an intentional walk you know yeah that's true <laughs> i mean i immediately funded i was like the 162nd backer so nice it's not like i saw this and went do i back it i saw it and i'm like oh yeah it's a ghost rider it's a car it's cool i'm backing it it's just i can't say a year from now i'm going to be waiting at my doorstep like Ralphie waiting for the mailman to get his secret decoder ring to be told to drink my Ovaltine the way I (laughs) will be for Galactus. No, I feel you. And I I think the Hasbro team is fully aware of that. And I think they know that they're trying something different and, you know, we'll see how this one goes. And I'm with you. I think it funds. The question now is, do we hit those goals? Do we get that early bird special? And yeah, just like you, I don't think it's going to set any any HasLab records or anything like that. But I think it'll be a successful campaign and they can put it in their pocket and be like, all right, well, now we know that if done properly, vehicles in this scale can work as a HasLab. And then they can do a fantastic car. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that in their video about this, the Hasbro team set expectations because when we were talking about Galactus, I was saying how I would prefer bonus goals that actually interact with the item that we would never ever get anywhere else and not figures but they did already set the goal every stretch goal is going to be a new figure and knowing that with that expectation now set i'm really excited to see what the stretch goals are i will say that the stretch goals could get me more hyped than the car itself yeah i mean that's where we are right now we we have the initial press reveal of this but there's going to be steps along the way we're going to get reveals of the packaging along the way that will drive hype we're going to get the revelation of these stretch goals which will drive hype so this is just the beginning and i'm, I'm excited to see how this campaign goes and what else they've got up their sleeve to to help hype this thing up more and with that that is our show for this time Now, we do have some brand new legends here that I am anxious to open up and talk about. So hopefully we're going to be back very soon. I've got Ned and Peter. I've got Venom with Null. Yeah, just all kinds of Spider-Man related goodness showing up lately. Including a chance to talk about, now that we finally have it in hand, the windowless packaging. Ooh. So, all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, 
MarveliciousToys.com. You can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for collectibles, and read articles on Marvel movies, comics, and collecting. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Find all those links at our website. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Andrew. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2022, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Marvelicious Toys, this is Marjorie. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> this is rusty. <laughs> so yeah, this would be like right on the line. I can't remember. Were you in your new place when this was out or did you have to update? Oh no, I was in the new place. I mean, it was fall of last year. I moved early spring. So it was, but I That's... did check. I was a little concerned because... I have been known to still use the wrong address from time to time, much to the chagrin from of my time new to house owners. Time? <laughs> I, I, you use it quite often because I don't know how to stop you. <laughs> it's all right. We haven't talked about it on the show yet, but Arnie had been sending stuff to my address that I haven't lived at for eight years for, <laughs> for quite a while here. <laughs> Arnie has a problem with addresses. <laughs> Including my own. <laughs> if I'm ever lost, I go to a cop. Can you take me home? <laughs> Where do you live? I don't know. Here's my wife's number. <laughs> like, I'm going to need to send, like, some sort of, like, gift basket to uh, the people that bought our old house. How would they know it's for them, though? They might just assume it's for Arnie. That's, that's true. <laughs> You're so right, Justin. <laughs> They never came with any other figures. There was never a Knight Rider figure line, so I took the Emperor and he was Devin. Because <laughs> they were both old. <laughs> I'm probably older than Devin now. <laughs>